Yo, what's up, golfers? Welcome back to the podcast. Tim Connor here, golf coach, golf academy owner. I teach golf. I eat, sleep, breathe golf. I do things outside of golf, but I teach golf. That's my career, my my mission. And uh, this podcast for me is about passing along the things I get to see and learn from all of you. Taking lessons, being a part of the process, watching players go from 30 handicaps to 20 handicaps to 10 handicaps, from 5 handicaps to 0 handicaps, watching beginners shoot and break 100 for their first time. And really the sweet spot for me throughout my career has been helping the average golfer. And I feel that a lot of media doesn't get directed towards the average golfer, so I kind of feel pretty strongly that we should be paying more attention to all of you. Because not everyone is a tour player, not everyone aspires to be a tour player, and uh, it's just different. It's different. You know, you're struggling with different things than a tour player would. So I want to talk about some of that today. I want to talk about the golf learning curve. Uh, do me a favor before we get into it. Leave this thing a review. Share it with a friend. Like hit the pause button and do that. That stuff legitimately helps. I want to reach more golfers and help more people with their process. This podcast is dedicated to giving you tools and resources and best practices to help you with your learning curve. I'm not here to tell you what to do, but just to help kind of empower you and give you some more thoughts and uh, help you think through a game that can be difficult. All right, let's talk about it today. I want to talk about, the first thing I want to talk about is shanks. Shanks is kind of like a thing that happens to a lot of golfers. And it's it's not fun, man. Shanking the golf ball is not fun. It's pretty frustrating and pretty painful. And so let's talk. About, let's start with just centeredness of contact. As a rule of thumb, we want to hit the golf ball in the middle of the club face. On an iron, horizontally, that's in the center. Vertically, it's a few grooves below center. It's about three or four grooves up from the bottom. And on a driver, it's vertically higher than the center. It's about a quarter inch or so higher than the center of the actual center center of mass of the club face. Why is it important to understand this? Because a lot of people don't know those nuances, and I think you need to, because if you want to hit the center of the club face, you, well, number one, you need to know where it is. So let's start there. Number two, the most common mishit I see is a heel strike. I see some people that strike it off the toe, but most of them hit it off the heel. And that heel shot, the shank, I'll say it out loud. It might give some of you like uh, some some nasty memories but I think like we need to accept what it is and move forward. A shank is a heel shot. A heel shot happens for a variety of reasons. But the main reason that it happens is wherever you started, that club is moved outward, away from you into the heel of the club. All right, that is the only reason you shank the golf ball. There's no other reason that you do it other than that golf club has moved away from you. Now, there's a variety of things that could make the club move away from you including your hand path, including your balance, including a, a couple other things. Those would be the main ones, your hand path and your balance. Your upper body, proximity, lower body, where your center of mass is, those things matter. But it's mainly your balance and your hand path that are going to move the club in towards you or away from you. Now, I find that most shankers will sit back on their heels when they start, and then when they swing, they'll move into their toes. And the interesting thing about golf is a lot of these things tend to happen in opposites. For example, if you start on your toes, you'll tend to move more into your heels. If you start on your heels, you'll tend to move more into your toes. 
ideally, most of you are going to want to start more into your toes. And you're going to want to be slightly further from the golf ball when you are on your toes. It's going to change your proximity to the golf ball. If you're more on your toes, your arms are going to hang a little further from you. And that's kind of the start of fixing this, this thing is like a lot of times it starts in the beginning and, and there are things that lead to things that happen later. Now, I don't like statements that are like, if this happens, that happens. Things that are black and white, because for most of it, it's not black and white. It's just one thing leads to another thing that leads to a thing that isn't so great for you. Most things aren't black and white, although some things are, and I will always try to quantify when things are black and white. For example, one thing that's black and white is the only way you can shank the golf ball is to move the club away from you. A heel shank. Toe shanks are also possible, and they're not as fun, but they're much more uh, uncommon. They don't happen that often. So heel shanks are kind of the culprit we want to address and fix. So starting more on our toes is a good position for most of you to start from, and that's going to move you slightly further from the golf ball. And then when you swing down, something has to happen to move that sweet spot out. So if we want to keep the sweet spot in, I want you to think about this for a second. What, what would you do differently if you wanted to keep the sweet spot closer to you? Well, there's two things that are primarily going to influence this, and we talked about them earlier. It's your hand path and your balance. So the balance can now be planted more into our heels and our hand path can be closer to our body than it was. Significantly, if, you're, if, if, if the S word is something that you've struggled with for a long time, you should really exaggerate cha this change and keep your hands in very, very close to your body. Two of the best, side note, two of the best ball strikers or straightest hitters I've observed since I've been watching the game is Jim Furyk and Sergio Garcia. Both kind of interesting swings, uh, different than your cookie cutter swing for sure. But when you break them down about knee high to knee high, these two are actually very, very similar in how they use the club. And I've heard this, and I don't know if it to be true or not, but I've heard these two keep their club face the squarest, the longest through the hitting area. I believe that was measured by TrackMan a while ago, and I don't know if that has since changed. And I might even be making this up. I might have heard this in passing, but as I observe their golf swings... I observe that their club face is very, very square through the hitting area. And I would aspire for any of us to keep our club face as square as those two do through the hitting area. And they're not particularly long hitters. Long hitters, uh, they're straight hitters. And straight is a good thing, right? Unless you want the full tour, and then maybe you want to hit it sideways. But if you want to shoot lower scores, straight is a good thing. We want to hit it and kind of know where it's going. That That's a good thing. But if you observe their swings, what I wanted to circle back to is their hand path as they work through the shot is so tight to their body. And they have a lot of body rotation through the hit as well. So those are just two commonalities between those two that seem to keep their club face very, very square the longest. So I always tell players, like, it's very difficult to get your hands in too tight to your body. Although I've seen it happen with some, it's very rare. So what does that mean for you? Well, it means chances are you could have a hand path that is closer to your body, and that will keep the sweet, scope, sweet spot of the club closer to you. And in turn, mean less S-words. All right? Now, if you miss, I want you to miss on the toe, not the heel. The heel is one of the most penalizing, and it just plain stinks. I would say if I see 100 new people in a year, 
maybe 80 of those people suffer from heel strikes some amount of the time. So we're talking about a massive mega problem, mega problem, and it needs to be solved. And there are people that play golf when they're playing golf, they think they top it and they actually heal it. The difference between a top and a heel is a heel will bleed some amount to the right and a top will actually go straight in front of you. So a heel shot will bleed to the right, whether that's three degrees, 10 degrees, 20 degrees, could vary depending on how much of the heel you actually hit. But that's one way you can know the difference between a top and a heel. All right, I want you to be able to diagnose that when it happens to you because that's an important part of the process. You need to be able to diagnose the problem so you can find the fault and fix it. Now you're gonna hear things said, broad strokes and golf instruction like, oh, you shanked it because your club face was open. Now that black and white statement is untrue. It's in fact untrue. You can have an open club face and still hit it off the toe of the club. It just, it exposes more of the club face. So with that being said, it, it's not the worst statement in the world. It's just like to a literal sense, it is untrue. You can swing from, you can have an open club face and hit it off the toe or the center or the heel. It's just chances are you're more likely to hit the heel because more of the heel is exposed, especially if you're gonna try to swing inside out. Now you're talking about really making a difficult swing to, to be able to hit the club face. So think about this. If you're to have an open club face, which direction would you want your swing path going to allow yourself to hit the middle of the club face. This kind of circles back to some golf beliefs that, uh, foundational beliefs that I've formed over the years. If your club face is open, you want your club swinging outside in or to the left. Now, a lot of you have an open club face and you will naturally swing outside in or to the left. Now, is the chicken or the egg conversation? Are you swinging to the left or outside in because your club face is open or opposite? Now, if you're swinging more to the right, which way would you want your club face pointed to maximize your opportunity to hit the sweet spot? You'd want it more closed. So for most of us, if we wanna hit the sweet spot and we wanna have a strong ball flight, we want our club face a little more closed and we want our swing path a little more, moving a little more inside out. Those are kind of broad strokes, but uh, generally speaking, that holds very true. All right, now I wanted to talk about the S word, the shanks today, because it is a macro problem it is something a lot of people suffer from, even if they don't know they suffer from it. I'll tell you this, if you don't think you suffer from it, uh, test yourself. Go down to your local uh, Walgreens or what do you call it, a pharmacy store and get some Dr. Scholl's foot powder, spray it on your club and observe where your contact mark is. The Dr. Scholl's foot spray can be wiped clean when you're done, but just observe where you're hitting it. Now, a lot of you are gonna actually hit it a little more on the heel than you thought. And some of you, if you do that with a driver, you're gonna find that you hit it in the heel like it's a thing that happens. And here's the thing about that with a driver. You are bleeding so much distance if you hit it in the heel. Like you are just donating distance to charity. That's actually what you're doing. You don't, you're donating your distance to charity because you're not hitting it on the center or the toe. The toe is much more beneficial. I mentioned that earlier, but exponentially when you're hitting a driver because hitting it off the inside is going to increase backspin the ball is going to fade more to the right and we're just negating we're adding spin loft and adding spin and negating how a driver should be delivered with all that being said what do we take away from this podcast well i hope it's that you'll test to know if you hit it near the heel i hope if you hit it on the heel and some of you will for sure and you don't know that you do so go test don't be afraid of testing and I hope you have some more tools to manage that. It doesn't mean you're gonna be perfect right away because you understand it. 
But at least if you understand it, you're going to be working towards a solution. And over time, I have confidence that you'll you'll work through it and you'll be better off for it. Heel strikes happen because the club moves away from you. Remember, there are two primary things are your balance and your hand path. There are other influencers, but those are primary. And that's the reason most people hit it off the heel. At the end of the day, hitting it near the middle of the club face is a really good thing and something that we can all be better at. So don't be too proud to work on that, to manage it, to assess it, and to dial it in. All right, y'all. I hope you had a wonderful day listening to this. It's fun for me to connect with you all and kind of let some of this golf knowledge breathe out into the world. If you have any suggestions or you have any burning questions that you want to know more about, send me an email, reach out to me on the socials, and go subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's linked down below in the description. I'm going to be publishing over there regularly weekly and uh, it'll be fun it'll be fun we'll watch it we'll grow it together and it'll just be a more visual way to be able to connect with more of all of you anyway appreciate you hanging out i will catch you back here same time same place next week